I'm Evan Knappen, and welcome to Gun Lawyer. Hey, today we have a very special guest on, and this guest is somebody I've known for a long time, and this person is my brother, Louis Knappen, and Louis is also a gun lawyer. We are the Gun Lawyer Brothers, and Louis has worked with me in my firm for over 15 years, and we both have uh, vigorously defended our clients and gun rights. And uh, Lewis is here today because he has a special focus. He is great on licensing and challenging of license denials and doing appellate work on that all the way up to the Supreme Court, being the uh, only attorney I know that has won at the New Jersey Supreme Court, a unanimous, all seven judges, pro-gun victory in the state of New Jersey. And we're here today with Lewis. Hi, Lou. How are you today, man? Howdy, Ev. How are you doing? All right. Great. I'm glad you're here to talk to our friends about some insights that you have on licensing and even our folks that aren't yep. from New Jersey, the thing about New Jersey is New Jersey is the front lines in our battle for gun rights. And you have some great experience in fighting through the absurd and ridiculous system in New Jersey. Yeah, I am uh, definitely behind enemy lines here when I'm fighting for all sorts of permit appeals. And uh, When it comes to firearms, we're talking about but the, the majority of them are New Jersey um, <clears throat> firearm purchaser identification cards, um, purchaser identification cards, and also New Jersey permits to purchase a handgun. And then there's carry permits also, um, the unicorn, the very, very ridiculously tough thing to get in New Jersey. Um, but those are the things that I'm focusing on majority for this firm, what we do here, and weapon forfeitures, which concern the exact same disqualifiers. So it's um, duplicative and they overlap, but in terms of the same types of disqualifiers that keep coming up uh, in both of those arenas. Um, so tell us how, just what is a firearms ID card and pistol purchase permit? How does Jersey lay out their gun control scheme? Yeah, a scheme is what is a good term for it. Um, it is, you need to have a New Jersey, if you reside in New Jersey, in order to purchase a firearm, you need a New Jersey firearms purchaser identification card for long arms, shotguns and rifles to purchase those. And for handguns, you need a, uh, for each handgun, a permit to purchase a handgun. Um, the laws, I could talk on and on and on about them, so I'm just going to touch upon some things. But for instance, in New Jersey, just how bad it is, we only are allowed to, even if you get your permits uh, for a purchase of a handgun, you're only allowed to purchase one every 30 days. Um, and that's the permits one, and a new permit is required any time you want to buy an additional one. Correct. And, and how, how uh, this process, I want our, our listeners to understand because yeah. this is something you never want to have happen where you are jurisdiction, where you live in your state, if you're not in New That's Jersey. Right. And we, of course, have to overturn this horrible system. 
tell us what is involved in just to get a permit to mm-hmm. buy a handgun in okay. New Jersey. That's right. Under under NJS two C fifty eight three, which is New Jersey's licensing statute, there are they, it lays out ten um, disqualifiers. Now those disqualifiers, I, and it, it sounds like as you, as we've you've discussed, I've heard common sense gun <laughs> registration, uh, right. gun 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 legislation. Excuse me, um, uh, laws, but they are they're they're in anything but. They are looking for reasons to deny you. You're right. Um, it starts off that, you know, um, with the positive that uh, any person should be able to receive this as long as you don't have any of the following. And the following just eats up the the, the rule in terms of who can obtain um, a firearm. Now, just to go through those uh, initial disqualifiers, of course, um, any person who's been convicted of any crime or disorderly person's offense involving an act of domestic violence, we can understand those. Um, th- well, that mirrors the federal law, of course. Correct. That mirrors the federal law. To any drug. Go ahead. Well, you're going to say the I'm drug just, dealers. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to work through <laughs> these just to give you an idea of the ones, and then I'm going to focus in on some things, mm-hmm. some issues that have occurred to give you an idea of how bad it can get. To any drug-dependent person as defined under the certain sections under the law or anyone who is confined for a mental disorder to a hospital, mental institution, or sanitarium, or any person who is presently an habitual drunkard. Now, that's a great term of art there, um, uh, habitual mm. drunkard. Um, that sounds like one... it should be a qualification, <laughs> doesn't it? Considering where you well, have to put a lot up of... with to get a permit in New Jersey, you need a few drinks yeah. to get through well, it. D- a lot of people do say uh, alcohol, tobacco, and firearms should be mm-hmm. a convenience store, right? Not right, a, exactly. <laughs> not a, mm. uh, uh, an agency. Anyway, to any person who suffers from a physical defect or disease which would make it unsafe for him to handle firearms, any person who's ever been confined for a mental disorder, to any alcoholic. There's three times throughout this statute where they talk about alcohol. Um and, and then they talk about how you have to relieve this with a doctor's note. Now you've discussed how impossible it is to find doctors willing to do this. So I don't right, because they're afraid that. of the liability. So even That's though they right. may feel you're perfectly fine, they don't want to put their name on that paper in case right. there's ever a problem. So you have to be over 18 for the uh, firearm purchaser identification card to get the long arms, and over 21 for permits to purchase a handgun. I'm going to skip number five here. Going to get back to that. And then number six, we're talking about anyone who has a restraining order issued pursuant to domestic violence. Then we have number seven, anyone who is a juvenile uh, who was adjudicated delinquent for an offense, which, if committed as an adult, would constitute a crime or involve certain elements of... Right. In Jersey, your juvenile conviction does count as a disqualifier, which it doesn't federally, but it does Mm -hmm. in the state of New Jersey. There you go. And anyone who's now this is um, I don't know if you remember Governor McGreevy back in the day put into law that anybody whose firearm is seized pursuant to the Prevention of Domestic Violence Act of 1991 and whose firearms have not been returned is barred from not only getting this permit. So your rights were attached to your firearms and you might not even have known or been told that you're going to forever Ad infinitum, lose your firearm rights, and when more you didn't than get that, the firearm back, it, it creates you, yeah, it makes you a felon, a certain person not to possess 
firearms subject to state prison if you're ever in own, use, control, or possess a firearm. And let me just say about this. This is a trap. This is not something that appears on the gun license application. And this Mm -hmm. law has been in effect for over 10 years, but they don't want New Jerseyans to know about it. Because if it was on the application and on the certificate of eligibility that you got to sign before you get your gun, you'd know that if your guns have been taken in a domestic violence allegation and not returned, you'd know that you have to fight to get them back. But they don't tell you that. And what happens is a sucker... People that have had their guns taken, even though they're entitled to get them back, and uh, someone from the state will call you and say, hey, look, you know, we'll just uh, allow your guns to go to a dealer and get sold, and you'll get the money for it. You don't even have to come to court. What do you say? And you think they're cutting you a break, and they don't even have to tell you that you've just forfeited your gun rights. And let so me tell you, sometimes it's a setup. Yeah. And yeah. sometimes it's a setup over... A very, very minor broken BB gun, for instance, because right, New Jersey considers right. that New Jersey would consider that a firearm. So people, I don't want to waste an entire day out of work uh, to go get a broken BB gun returned to me, and then meanwhile, a couple of years later, after he says, "Nah, I don't want that gun. Don't give it back to me." That BB gun, he later learns out he's forever barred. Right. An equivalent of a felon because right. he goes to go shoot at the, with his Boy Scout buddies. Um, you know, he wants to be an assistant right. scoutmaster and he gets in trouble or something. Or, or um, he goes out hunting because he borrowed a, a gun from a buddy right. or whatever. And then he gets Classic. criminally charged and he's mm-hmm. looking at uh, up to uh, 10 years in state's prison, et cetera, as it's a awful. penalty. So there's just one one example. Now, one of the things, though, I want to stress here is always make yourself the best candidate before you apply for any permit, much less a firearm permit in New Jersey or any firearm permit. And when it comes to having firearms taken and not returned, our firm has ways that we have worked uh, and I've done, I do about once a month, somebody who had that scenario and we get him relief from that order so that he no longer has that disqualifier and is no longer con- would be considered a felon if in possession so that he can once again apply. So if you think you have one of these situations, always clear yourself up before you apply for anything. Absolutely. Um, mo- yeah, moving on. Uh, in terms of, uh, and here's a classic, uh, any, anyone who's, these are more recent ones, anyone who's named on the consolidated terrorist watch list may not obtain. Now, I don't know how you'd know that you're necessarily on that listing, um, and, and it's always a fun uh, question to ask during cross-examination. Uh, are you uh, presently named on the terrorist watch list maintained by the Terrorist Screening Center administered by the Federal Bureau of Investigation? And they're like, how the heck would I know? <laughs> how would you know? And, and then if you are, how do you even get off it? And by the right. way, what was the criteria to even get on it in the first place? That's it's right. a ridiculous violation of due process to make that something that you lose your Second Amendment constitutional rights over. It's up there with the no-fly list, the, the whole kind right. of business. Um, to any, and then another one here now, r- the most recent we've gotten is – They've expanded on restraining orders to any person who is subject to a court order prohibiting the custody, control, ownership, purchase, possession, or receipt of a firearm. They call them red flag laws or extreme risk protection orders. Turpos, furpos. It's it's basically now anybody can go after anybody on these. Now, you would think that's pretty and, – and, and those are pretty pretty extensive, a listing there. But then there's one I skipped, and this is the one that's – 
truly offensive if you're a constitutionalist, an originalist in any way. It says, to any person where the issuance would not be in the interest of the public health, safety, or welfare. And yeah, that's anything, the all-inclusive weasel clause yeah. that they can hit anybody with. And so you've never been convicted of anything, but you have a DWI out there. Oh, you should be denied. Um, there's somebody out there who just doesn't like you, some ex-wife or something that does. Yeah, everything's dismissed, but they want to come out of the woodwork and, and screw you on your gun rights. Uh, they, well, that, remember, DWI in New Jersey is just a motor vehicle violation. Good, good it point. It doesn't even yes, rise to level. That's that. why, that's yes. why normally you wouldn't even, it's just motor vehicle. It's not a crime. It's not a criminal offense. Um, but they, you know, you have a uh, a fishing game violation that's not listed, but they right. want to use that against you. Oh yeah, and they try that absolutely. We've had those cases. It just goes on and on in terms of that. So that gives you an idea of what subsumes the rule. But uh, the the bottom line is always get yourself in good graces before you apply. And each one of these has a way to relieve yourself of that disability. And that's an important lesson to learn. Now, in terms of how bad it can get, I want to use, I want to give an example in terms of the application process and the fight that we've had. And I, I guess I'm going to have to go into that. I hear music coming. In a little bit. And that's, that's what, what we're going to do into. next. The most egregious, incredible licensing fight that we had to just illustrates how rotten New Jersey's gun laws are. And how rotten it can get. Mm-hmm. For over 30 years, attorney Evan Knappen has seen what rotten laws do to good people. That's why he's dedicated his life to fighting for the rights of America's gun owners. A fearsome courtroom litigator fighting for rights, justice, and freedom. An unrelenting gun rights spokesman tearing away at anti-gun propaganda to expose the truth. Author of six best-selling books on gun rights, including Knappen on Gun Law. A bright orange gun law Bible that sits atop the desk of virtually every lawyer, police chief, firearms dealer, and savvy gun owner. That's what made Evan Knappen America's gun lawyer. Gun laws are designed to make you a criminal. Don't become the innocent victim of a vicious anti-gun legal system. This is the guy you want on your side. Keep his name and number in your wallet and hope you never have to use it. But if you live, work, or travel with a firearm, the deck is already stacked against you. You can find him on the web at evannappen.com or follow the link on the Gun Lawyer resource page. Evan Knappen, America's Gun Lawyer. You're listening to Gun Lawyer with attorney Evan Knappen. Available wherever you get your favorite podcasts. I am a Okay. Hey, uh, I want to just tell you folks, uh, this is so important. We have to stay in communication. Uh, and I want to you and me, we can help keep our fellow gun owners from becoming law abiding criminals. Tell them to listen to gun lawyer radio and to visit our website at gun.lawyer. Instead of .com, we're .lawyer and we're gun.lawyer. What I'd really love is for you to take a look at our inner circle. It's on our website at gun.lawyer. Sign up for the inner circle, and you're going to get the inside 
from me, Evan Knappen. I'll be giving you tricks, tips, insights, and fun. Sign up. It's free. Go to gun.lawyer. Join our inner circle. Remember, this helps me communicate with you to touch base and let you know what's going on because big tech doesn't care about our gun rights. They hate us, and they want to shut us down. Uh, the inner circle is a way that we can stay in contact despite their efforts. We're going to have big issues coming up. We're already starting to see it now. Executive orders of all kinds of nasty things. You're going to need to know what to do to protect yourself, what loopholes there might be. I'm going to fill you in on that. You know I love loopholes. And you're going to want to know. So please subscribe. Uh, join my inner circle. Subscribe to this podcast. Get the word out. I'm depending on you. Tell friends about it. This is our voice so we can keep up the fight. So, Lou, tell us about this case that we teased about a little while ago and um, just how it illustrates uh, what is going on in New Jersey and how bad it is. Go right ahead. Yeah, and I, I want people to really see how bad it can get. And imagine throughout this entire discussion here, I want you to imagine if they required this of somebody – to exercise any other constitutional right, any other fundamental, individual, constitutional right. Imagine that they wanted you to, to go through all of this to exercise your First Amendment. If you wanted to go to church, you have to fill out and do all this. Or if you want to buy a newspaper or... Um, or vote, or, just, or vote, or whatever you wanted. To, <laughs> yeah. Just if you wanted to do a right. Well, it is the equivalent of a poll tax, and this is right. what it is. If you right. wanted to go through the the listing, now I, this is the most heinous and egregious example that I know of of how bad it can get, and what they will do if you allow it to happen. If you just give them an inch, this is the equivalent of two weeks to flatten the curve, and here we are in week. 50 Celebrating two the, weeks. The, the anniversary <laughs> of two right. weeks to flatten the flatten curve. the curve. That's right. right. Great. So this yeah. is what happens when you give two inches mm. of public health safety Actually, welfare or something like that. It's two weeks to flatten the curve, and now none of us have a face. That's right. You know, That's like correct. it's like, what? How do we get from that to that? That's great. So this is the thing. If you just let it in the door, whatever metaphor you want to use, the camel's nose, then, then the whole camel's in the tent, or the slippery slope, whatever it is, this is... A, this is Wait, An I don't think you've given here. them enough metaphors. Okay, right. so here we are. Okay, well, you didn't tell them that I have a background as, as in um, master's teaching. Yes, you're an teaching, English, English And I was teacher. an English professor for, an English right. teacher for a while. Oh, uh, you are so. such a grammar Nazi, too. Damn. So, but anyway, that's good stuff when it comes okay. to appellate briefs, that's for sure. So, and I, I do have my share there, so, um, of briefs. So, when it comes to... I'm going to tell you the story of Mr. Michael McGovern. He was a very nice, very upstanding citizen of Jersey City, New Jersey. Um, and uh, it's there's a case. You can look at it. Now, it is not a published case in that it is, it is – this case did not make law. And I'll explain a little bit later why it is actually better that another case of mine did make the law. But this shows a better example of the egregiousness of the state when it comes to firearm permits. It's in the matter of the application for a New Jersey firearms purchase or identification card and permit to purchase a handgun by Michael McGovern, docket number A, meaning appellate 1282-12T4. You can look at that 
and and read about it. And what I'm going to cut to the chase on this. And what it is is <clears throat> under that same chapter, that licensing chapter that I read, I said, when you read it at first, it sounds very common sense, but it's anything but in terms of how it's applied and or lack thereof of, of application. And here's a, a situation. There is a section under 58.3F that specifically says, there shall be no conditions or requirements added to the form or content of the application or required by the licensing authority for the issuance of a permit or identification card other than those that are specifically set forth in this chapter. Now, I just read the ones that are specifically set forth in the chapter. <clears throat> so there's a statute that says they're not allowed to add to that. And the as if that's not enough, I mean, why would you need right. to add to it? Okay. But, but then, oh, no, they well, did. Tell us how do. bad. Yeah, and then the applications uh, are put forth by the superintendent of state police, and they list, and they're, they're done by the state police. So we have actual applications, now it's online, that are prepared as to what questions may be asked, and those are the questions. And that's the, it's, it's two forms, one a mental health background check, one is the actual application, and I guess you could consider the third form a criminal background check. That's it. That's what it's supposed to be, and that's it. So Mr. McGovern... When he goes to apply, they hand him a ream of paperwork that he has to fill out. And they've been doing this for years. They were. And this is not an old, particularly old case. This is uh, decided on April 28th, 2014, the appellate division decision. So this is within recent history that this was going on. Jersey City, with their mayor, Follop, as you may know or not know, he is particularly a mayor against guns. And he and his administration and his um his his employees uh under the under are his, following that policy so yeah, what, are, is, what, how, what is what is yeah. this what is in these additional forms so what let me tell you what he refused mr mcgovern refused to do these he pointed the uh, out exactly what i just read saying i'm not required to fill out any of this so listen to some of these things okay first off there is an authorization waiver to release information that he they required permit people applicants to to certify certify to so let me just tell you about what's on this form the main area that you have to hear in terms of the authorization waiver to release information it's absolutely absurd that they would require you to do this by use of this form i hereby authorize the release of any and all information to the Jersey City Police Department that they may request. This release is directed to whoever they may deem it necessary to make such a request. Such information will include but not be limited to police records, records of arrest, court records, motor vehicle records, military records, medical or psychological records, employment records, background investigative materials, or reports and records considered confidential in nature that could have an effect on the issuing of firearms license. That's how broad the waiver you had to fill out if you wanted a firearm, just to purchase a firearm in New J in Jersey City. And by the way, this is not found anywhere in the law that you'd have to Nowhere. make this waiver. Nowhere. Nowhere under the law. That's just that waiver is one example. Then they have another form. Information that uh, for firearm permit recipients. And they have eight. This is actually very funny that you have to acknowledge have read eight little statements that you have to acknowledge having read and understood. Okay. 
And there's no requirement to having read or knowledge or understood stuff. But you know what's great about this is that the information they're providing is actually contrary to what the law is. Mm -hmm. And let me tell you some of these things that they're saying that you have to certify that you understand, that you would be held totally liable for any accident with your firearm. You have to say that all firearms must be stored in a lock case. A trigger lock is now required for every weapon, even while stored in the lock case. Now, this they're telling people this four years after the McDonald case came down, much less Heller, which was six years earlier, saying that you cannot require people to right. have to have a trigger lock exactly. or stored in a lock case. Mm-hmm. Okay, they say that you may not loan. To another person or give to another person your firearm. Now that's totally wrong because there's a section of the law that allows you to when Temporary you go to a range at a range that's or right. while hunting. That's yeah. right, or right, exactly. So, and it says, and once again, they say you will be total held totally responsible for any use or misuse of the firearm. They repeat it under that section as well. I'm just reading you some of the highlights of this information that you must certify to having gotten if you wanted a permit in Jersey City. If any firearm you own or possess is lost or stolen, it must be reported immediately to the local police department where the loss or theft occurred. The loss or theft of the fire must also be reported to the police department where the weapon is registered. First off, there is no registration of firearms in New Jersey, so what the heck does that mean? It's Beyond- only, only on acquisition. That's not, right. Not, it's not required, and there's, you have 72 hours to report a stolen firearm, not immediately. And I, that's right. And and not only that, do you have to report it twice? They're no, telling you only, you have to report it twice. Only once within 72 hours. That's right. And then and it says uh, it says here, the Jersey City Police must be notified of any sale of the firearm. <laughs> Again, not true. Not found anywhere. Anywhere. Nowhere in law. That's right. And then let me read you. I'm just reading you right yeah, down the list. Great. Every one of them is incorrect, except for maybe Every the one, one that says if you change your address, yeah, or you have to tell them. Anyway, any all firearms being transported must be unloaded with a trigger lock in a closed and fastened case or gun box or securely wrapped in tight package, locked in the trunk of the vehicle in which it is being transported. No once trigger again, lock required. That's right. No trigger lock required. And and so that's just so you have to sign off that you understand <laughs> this miss this misinformation. Yeah. Okay. All of it. Right. And okay, then it gets better. Then we have. This is all City of Jersey City Police Department Firearm Licensing Unit forms that you had to fill out in addition, totally contrary to what the law said. It just says, think of how they enforce the law when their misunderstanding of just a permit process is this bad. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Meanwhile, you're held if you falsify anything, you could mm-hmm. be charged criminally and they do uh, and they do that mm-hmm. or and you could be denied your permit if you falsified anything, put any mistake on anything. And I've seen them go so far as even a person who transfixed, they were trying to say that he falsified because he transfixed two numbers. It was like 61 and he put 16 for his employer's phone number. <laughs> Okay, yep. they said, look, and you falsify. You know that's not the phone number. You purposely. Uh. Anyway. Jersey City's antics don't stop there, do they? No, no. Then we have this one. Firearm permit applicant domestic violence disclosure form. So in addition to whether, okay, I get it, even federally, if you have an actual domestic violence restraining order that is active, you are barred from firearms. However, this said, this asks you, have you ever been the subject in addition to that not, and that's nothing. It has, it has no bearing in terms of it's actual disqualifying. It's only if you are actually have an active one. If you ever had one before, it's irrelevant to the 
to any disqualifier. Right. And they try to allege falsification, although wrongfully, obviously, to mm-hmm. people who fail to say yes when because they've had him dismissed. And he's like, he doesn't have to mention dismissed ones, only active ones. Mm-hmm. And then, but then it gets better. The same form. So these are yes/no questions. There's five. Uh, sorry, four questions. The first is about have you had one or do you presently have one, which is duplicative of the question on the state form. But the second questions, the third and fourth questions on this ask, are there any members of your household who presently have who have been subject to any court issued order of a restraining order or complaint involving domestic violence? So and now your saying, application is subject to a third party's issue that's right that and they're you're not even supposed to be asking yeah that's right and 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 yours have to certify to this and guess what what if you don't know that your brother <laughs> la- laughingly saying here has right. a restraining order on hey. him and he happens to live with you and you now you falsified right because you said he doesn't how are you supposed to know somebody else is much less that's- be held to lose your rights because of somebody else that you happen to reside with mm-hmm Okay, you think that's bad? It's it, then there's a whole separate, and they call it the City of Jersey City Police Department Firearm Licensing Unit Firearms Applicant Questioner. Okay, it's a questionnaire, but they they call it questioner here, and it's a laundry. No list. one expects the Jersey City <laughs> Questioner. That's right. 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 Okay, let me. This is. I'm gonna. I'm gonna ignore the duplicative questions. First off, it's just. There's just a slew of questions that are already asked on the main form about your name, your date of birth, all that kind of stuff. But then it asks you your build. My build? Yeah. What are you gonna write? You gotta write. You know, no joke. You have to say what your build is. That you're, you know, swimmer's body. It doesn't. (laughs) With no examples of what that is. (laughs) What's your build? (laughs) Your build. Your build. Uh, I I, I don't know. uh, You know. uh, Studly, uh, I don't know. I just I kick sand in people's faces on the <laughs> exactly. Beach. Just imagine my build. My build. My I build. Mean, what the hell? Because <laughs> it says it says race, sex. No, what if you just write like like Legos? You know, right, I don't well, know. That's, your what build. I, Legos, that's what I like building. Wood blocks. I don't okay. Know. So, yeah. in addition to driver's license, which is required on the state form, the one by the mm-hmm. state police, right? It asks you your auto plate number. So you have to give them your plate number for <laughs> your vehicle I know, this is great the state right, like and what? the expiration date for what? your auto plate. of your automobile that's like yep. oh what if you don't nope. have a car right. and there's no requirement one. right don't homeless people have a right to that's all yeah, i don't question. know or even no just non-drivers non-drivers or, or non-car owners maybe you drive but it doesn't mean it's yours and you know what, I mean, what it gets that? better because that's true because you know and what, what if you own more City? than one car what if you have a fleet because you're a business no. owner what do you like attach a separate addendum of every plate? I mean, this is insane. No, we're quite. Yeah, I, I've yeah. only just begun on this. Right. And you know what's interesting? Also, Jersey City is the most populated, densely dense <laughs> city in America. I believe one right. of the top, right. one top, of top ten. Absolutely. So let me tell you, most people do not drive. Probably a large majority of people in Jersey City are not drivers because there's no place to park. Yeah, your they car, take Dad. bus or they're using the path train or going. That's right. Yeah. Taxi. Okay, then it asks you. Not only your address, but the type of residence. Is it a one-family, a two-family, or apartment building? <laughs> what are you kidding? You want to sell your house? They I'm, want to, I'm thinking. Like, I don't know. It to realtors that they're on, you know, they get a little kickback. Hey, I got a great property here. This guy applied. Here's all his info. And exactly. Give him a call. Maybe get the listing. You know, 
Urban, this is a, yeah. Remember, this is all if you want to get a firearm just to yeah. purchase. Well, hey, you know how arm. important real estate information is to to oh. issuance of a gun. Whether you know what type of right. place you live in. While you know, while having important. employment is not necessarily a, a disqualifier, even though they do ask you um, or what your employment status is and who you're employed by on the state form. They also ask you in this Jersey City form who your previous employer is and whether it was part time or not. That's okay. awesome, right? Or part time, even every job. So and let me tell you, Great. you put this stuff down. The, the contact information, they call them. Does everybody that you know get along with your previous employer? There's probably a reason you and left isn't it great? your previous Just employer. Call them all. This guy wants to buy a gun. What do you think? I mean, That's ask right. anybody. We Let their their opinion is vital, right? Let me and t- just alert is- everyone. I used to be a school teacher. That ever met you. (laughs) I used to be a school teacher. The only two things I can think of worse is going Mm. to contact previous school administrators and asking if a certain prior teacher should get a gun or why, or it would be the post office, right? I I used to be a postal employee. That's wonderful. Right. Kid, you were like a burger flipper. So they call some McDonald's manager (laughs) from 10 years ago. Hey, Lewis wants to get a gun. What's your view on that? You know? That's right. That's right. Exactly. What? Okay, Wait then they ask. He used to do fries, I thought. Wait a minute, what? Go this ahead. is still that same form. They yeah. ask military service, yes or no, and if yes, what branch and your service ID number? First off, <sighs> as you know, farewell. <sighs> Being in oh. the military is not a prerequisite to possessing no. a firearm, okay, or purchasing or anything having to do with it. There should be no, they say years of service and they want the years of service. Now they do ask type of discharge. Now, Arguably, that could actually now be that's relevant. interesting because yeah. that could be relevant to the federal standard, but which not in New not, Jersey. Which is not in New Jersey, which is the only that's thing right. they need to be concerned with. That's I mean, right. What else? You know, it's like what? What they want a DD two fourteen? You know, that's what I'm your, saying. So a dishonorable I mean, discharge could be an actual valid question if you're looking at a federal no. form, but we're not here. So yeah. uh, so anyway, so at time at time of a point of purchase, that would be a relevant question on right. the forms, but not here. So, yeah. and then, here you go. Remember, it's only about whether you have an actual conviction that's supposed to be a disqualifier. Here it says, have you ever been arrested or charged with a crime that has not resulted in a conviction? Yes or no? <laughs> and please explain. Yeah. Use back if more space is required. Right. So every time that you've ever been arrested. And we're innocent. We need to know about this so-called that's innocence. Right. That's right. We're found right. not guilty. It was dismissed. It was no oh, bill. Yeah. We don't care. We want to know right. what was alleged. Right. Yep. Okay. Okay. So, so that gets. Uh, this is why I'm saying, if for one of the instances again, uh-huh. if you have anything in your past history, because they will use it in the name of public health, safety, welfare, get everything. yourself an expungement to clear up even things that have been dismissed, no build, uh, whatever, not guilty, all those. You need to get rid of that off of your record, and not only that, while you still can, because you've discussed. The federal, federally, there was a time you could get an expungement, but not anymore. Right. And when, and, and when there's a governor such as Christie who would pardon you for a firearm offense, get yourself a pardon if you can, whereas you're not going to get it under under Murphy, under Governor Murphy. Was there any other fun things that Jersey City requested? Yeah, here we go. Uh, um, go ahead. List the names and ages of all people who reside in your household, including <laughs> any non-related cohabitants. Oh my gosh, non-related cohabitants. Gets better. You ready for this? Their name, their what? date of birth, their social security number. Oh, and that's great. Oh, their relationship. Social too. Wow. Yep. Hmm. And that so so you get all that, it gets better. 
And we all know the Social Security is They want like babysitters' names, too? I'm telling you. Ready? And here's the one that actually, of all that, the one that gets me the most, and this is the one that should trouble everybody the most. Go ahead. What is the reason for your request? Oh, completely irrelevant, not a statutory requirement, no merit to that question whatsoever. Whatsoever. Irrelevant. No. You don't even have to say why. You should, because I want to enjoy a constitutional right. You shouldn't even have to write that. What is the reason? It's not a requirement. As a matter of fact, way back, that was at one point, years and years and years ago, on the New Jersey application, and they realized it shouldn't be there, and they had to remove it. Mm, Your reason is of no moment. Doesn't matter. Not one. It goes on. It also asks, "Do you have any firearms? Do you own any presently?" And it says, "Do you have a a hunting license? Irrelevant." And have you taken any safety firearm safety courses? Again, not required. All of that not required. So, so Mister McGovern refuses to fill this out. Rightfully so. He stands by his his rights. Right on this. By the way, when he goes up to the desk where he has to drop off his permit, there's a sign that says, Notice, due to a high volume of applications, processing will be done in the following priorities. Number one, police and law enforcement get priority, then corrections officers, then civilian security officers, then all others, hunters, sports, target, business, home. There's no thing under the law that says anybody gets a priority when it comes to gets to the front of the line when it comes to getting a permit. Right. It's true. And so he refuses. What do they do? Well, they deny him, of course, because he's uncooperative. And so he says that they say that he's not of good repute in the community because he has not been cooperative with the police department's investigation. And the judge in Jersey City on appeal upholds it because he de- he appealed that decision of denial. Mm-hmm. And they said the lack of cooperation evidences Mr. Yeah, Governor's for disregard. not filling out in illegal form for not breaking the law, not right. not not certifying misinformation, for not exactly. revealing privacy and protected information, for not saying things that have no basis in law whatsoever to be asked. He gets denied because he quote didn't cooperate. They said the lack of cooperation evidences Mr. McGovern's disregard for the welfare of others. I swear. That's what the, you can read the case yourself. It's That's insane. what they said. That he should be that it provides a reflection on his character. From my point of view, a terrific reflection of a person who knows his rights Who's and stands a by. Stand up guy and That's wouldn't right. take the abuse and fought it. And what happened? You brought an appeal. What happened? We what, appealed it. What happened with that appeal? Real fast on that one. Yeah. It was reversed and they said no added forms and any added forms like that are, are, they're on notice clearly in Jersey City. They cannot do these forms anymore. And he got his permits in the end, Mr. McGovern. I want to say That's two right. things here though. There's other people who have done this. Now that unfortunately was not a published case. Mr. Jeremy Perez also went because they were requiring him. It's a different case. And this is, but one of our cases, one of our, uh, the cases that I handled right. on appeal. They said he has to provide a photo ID. Now, there is no requirement for a photo ID. He won, and they remanded that. And now the kicker is that in the end, we won the case ZK, in the application to ZK, where there was one single duplicative form. Where they, after all that, we, we we get a published case, meaning it's now law, no added forms, for a case where East Brunswick police was simply requiring people, wrongfully, but just requiring them to write any juvenile delinquency adjudication they have on a separate form, 
a little bit more detail than the form that New Jersey required. And that's so even a simple – and I'm glad. That's why I said at the beginning. I'm glad that's the case that ended up being right. published because it shows that even a minor thing that you would say, it's just the judge at the time was like – I like this form. It's 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 duplicative. It doesn't ask anything different, but it's a little bit more detailed. And I like this form. Doesn't matter. It's unlawful. Right. And you can't make people. And do that it. made the case law. So if anyone experiences additional forms, it is illegal, and they are violating Jersey law. But you can see how far it goes. And our firm did a hat trick. We won three cases, and that last CK trick. That was the best because that one was published and made law. Hey, That's folks, right. this is Evan Knappen reminding you that gun laws don't protect honest citizens from criminals. They protect criminals from honest citizens. Gun Lawyer is a Counterthink Media production. The music used in this broadcast was managed by Cosmo Music, New York, New York. Reach us by emailing evan at gun.lawyer. The information and opinions in this broadcast do not constitute legal advice. Consult a licensed attorney in your state.